Hello, and welcome to G Talking All That Jazz. This podcast is really the testimony of a friendship that spans over four decades. A friendship between two Black professional men that began in Harlem, New York in the mid-1970s. As young men, both learning from each other on how to navigate the sometimes formidable and unapologetic streets of Harlem, New York, both here and now, still standing with a wealth of transferable knowledge. As you join G and Jazz on their journey of reflection, listen. Listen closely for the true messages about friendship because their trials and tribulations come with a course. G and Jazz will share their thoughts on a variety of topics from love and relationships to family and politics, and of course, friendship again. Welcome to G talking all that jazz. Enjoy the journey. Oh, and by the way, buckle up. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Yo. This is G. And this is Jazz. And, and we, we are, are G talking all that jazz. jazz. What's up, family? What's Welcome good, back boy? again for our episode. So what's going on, Jazzy Mac? Listen, man. Another day in the hood. Just trying to make it, man. Keeping my head down. Looking at the grindstone, baby. Just trying to make That's it. That's what's up. That's what's up. But you know what? Before we start... Let's get your disclaimer in, bro. All the stories you're about to hear are true. The events are also true. We are not changing names, places, or dates, because we ain't worried about protecting nobody. We got lawyers. Lawyers. And if your name come up and your little feelings are hurt, hurt, you know we just Beyonce sorry. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) So, you shouldn't have hung with us. Sorry. Sorry. So, G, we're going to do this, man. We talk, right. this, is, this is part two um, on relationships. Right. So, we got a lot of feedback from part one. And um, mm-hmm. folks wanted to know your perspective. My perspective? You know, really? we, delve, okay. we delve deeply into some personal things about myself. But I think folks want to hear your perspective. But let me give everyone um, an opportunity, especially the men, let me give you an opportunity to run and go get a paper and a pen. Take some notes. Take some time. Give him 10 seconds, Jazz. Give him 10 seconds. Let's do a countdown. Give him 10 seconds. No, that's enough time. So, (laughs) and ladies, you listen up too, because this is going to help you get some insight to to, to the man that you're dating or potential man that you're dating. So, G, we always talk about meeting new people and how you get an opportunity to screen them, to really probe and find out some deeper things about them opposed to just kind of the surface. Like, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite color? You know, that's when people ask questions like that. That's surface stuff. Right. But I know you know how to probe. And I know that you have some really deep questions that you ask when you first meet someone. Let's talk to our listeners about these questions. Maybe about five questions, if you can, you know, expand on those questions. Well, you know, first, I want to start off with this. I think it's, it's, it's best to start with a baseline. And my baseline is, I'm going to give you the five top things that, to me, and this is strictly my opinion, okay. which is important for a relationship. Okay. So first, okay. the first one is communication. Okay. I don't care who you are, 
what you are, what status of life you in. If you cannot communicate, you cannot talk, you cannot have a conversation with, with, with a person that you are potentially trying to have a relationship with, it won't work. There are always going to be misunderstandings. There's always going to be some controversy. There's always going to be some beef. So communication is my number one thing. You must have and be able to communicate. Okay. My second thing is trust. You got to be able to trust the person you with. Not just when you with them, but when you without them. When you are away, you got to be able to trust that they got your back and always going to protect your heart. And that's a, that doesn't matter whether you're a man or a woman. I don't care what nobody tell you. You got to be able to trust your mate. And if you can't trust your mate or trust the person you be with, you're, 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 you're going to be with, you're going to have problems in your relationship. Trust me when I tell you. Trust mm-hmm. is a big, big thing. And, you know, and I'm going to say something. The third one, I'm going to tell you, some people may say, oh, man, you can't. And then, but I'm going to tell you. It's, and this is, the re, this is the real deal. You got to have a little bit of money in your relationship. Okay. You can't tell me why be money, no tell me why broke money person. Is important. This is why money is important because sometimes you need to do some things. You need to date your person. You need to date the person that you with. You need to go out. You need to do some things. And also, too, real talk, you got to pay bills. You got to be able to look after, you know, yourself and they got to look after themselves and whatever. And if, especially if you live in, together with somebody, one person pulling all the weight financially, man, it's going to be a strain on your relationship. Trust and believe when I tell you. It may start off, you know, not, oh, I'm the man and I'm going to take care of this and I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that and whatever. And that's fine if you got a man that's willing to take care of all your bills and whatever. But you best believe you better have your money. You better be able to help out on a cable bill. You better be able to help out on the on the, on the phone bill or on a gas and electric bill or cable bill or chipping on some food, you know, some, you got to be able to do something. You got to have some money in a relationship. Let me, give, let me, let me add a, a, a let me add a, a, another question on top of that part in terms of the finance, the financial part of it. Um, should the man be or accept the lion's share of the bills? Should he I, be? I understand where you're going with that. I mean, uh-huh. in, in, in some in, in, in regular relationships, a lot of times that's the case. But it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't okay. have to be. It all depends on what the woman is willing to deal with. Because sometimes there are going to be women who make more than a man. Okay. You know, and that doesn't make them less of a man. You know, and sometimes the woman may be able to afford the lion's share until her man either get to that point, you know, that she, he can do it. Or as long as he's helping out and doing something in the house and whatever and helping with the weight, but he can't be the weight. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. He got to help with the weight. He can't be the weight. You know, he can't be, she can't carry the mortgage, this, that, and third, and carry you. And that's not to say there's going to be times when men fall on hard times and you got to be there for your man. Just like a man should be there for a woman if, if she falls on hard times. But both of y'all have to be able to help out and support each other and not become weak. So that's why that's important. That's why money's important. And my last thing is chemistry. Chemistry is, oh my God, you gotta have that vibe, that feeling. Cause when when your outer starts to dissipate and disappear and and you're not as fly as you used to be 25 years ago and you ain't got that same look that you had. You don't gain 25, 35 of that COVID weight and you, you know, you're carrying that weight. You better have something else. 
that chemistry is what keep you going. It ain't just the, the, the skinny girls that's getting to play. There are girls that are some chunky girls, but they got that little sexy pill with them. They got that, that chemistry, that vibe, and something that you're feeling. And I don't care what, man. And, and, you, and, and you love it, and you got to have it. So those are the five things. I'm just going to recap that okay. communication. Okay. One. Trust. Two. Money. Three. Uh, and chemistry. And uh, okay. did, I say, did I say sex? No, you did not mention sex. Tell me about sex. Sex, sex from who, is from important. From whose perspective? Too. Yeah, from, from I'm, well, <laughs> I'm going to give it from a man's perspective. Oh, okay. I thought you, I, at first, I thought you were giving it from a woman's perspective since you do have a vagina. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so disrespectful. So disrespectful. <laughs> from a man's perspective, I'm going to say this. Okay. Sex is important. And, okay. and I'm going to say to something to and you brothers, don't think sex ain't important to your woman either. Trust me when I tell you, okay. you know, they want it just like we want it. You know, they may not always want it when we want it, but sex is important. Because I tell you right now, if you don't please your woman intimately, and I, I don't mean, and so when I say sex, I mean intimacy. I mean, be able to, you know, satisfy her needs. I mean, it could be that she may want a, a body massage or it could be that she might want some special attention. And that's maybe she maybe the only thing she, she want. But but sexual part, if you ain't making your woman feel good, trust me when I tell you, after a while, she will get bored from that. She will get bored. She's going to look f- to get pleased. Women want to be pleased just like we want to be pleased. So you better be attentive to what your woman like. And not all, and, and men, men, I'm just going to tell you like this. Not all women are the same. You can't just jump on, 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 on a woman and what you did with the last one, you're going to do with this one and you're going to think it's going to please her. No, all women are different. You better find your woman's spots. You better find what she like and you better concentrate and focus on that. If I can give you any advice on this mm-hmm. and listen closely, if you with your woman intimately and sexually, and you finally fall upon one of her spots, something that she likes doing, stay there. Don't move. Don't try to be the, a, a magic man and, oh, I'm going to do something else. I'm going to spin on her now, and I'm going to jump up and down and do 10 jumping jacks. And, no. Find out what she likes. See how she likes it. Talk to her. Ask her questions. Tell me how you like it and how, you, how often you like it. Have a conversation with her. Don't go in assuming that you know, oh, man, well, I'm, I'm 50-something years old. I've been having sex since I was 14 years old. I don't have plenty of women, and I know how to please a woman. As soon as you go in thinking like that, it's when you fail. Every, you better treat every woman you went with as like the first time you ever had sex. So those are my top five right there. So, damn, I, I think I need a cigarette now. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke up, Johnny. Smoke it up. I think I need a cigarette now. <laughs> Smoke let's up, go, Johnny. Let's go. So, 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 gee, let's go back to the the, the original question. Okay. Those, those, those probing questions that that you ask. And let me okay. and let, and let me give a fair warning to our listeners. And we ain't player hating. If we hear that you took these five points <laughs> and you wrote a book and you made some money, we want our cut. <laughs> So let's talk about the, the probing questions, man, because these have always been so very helpful for me, you know. So okay. let's, let's talk about it. Well, I, I, you know, 
I, I say this, uh, go back to number one, the communication, right? You meet somebody or you get hooked up with somebody or say your friend got a girl and she got a friend and, you know, you may be, it's maybe difficult for you to do that, you know, talk thing. Some people are not really good talkers, right? They'd be good listeners. But I've had some questions that I came, kind of came up with and um, that can help you, you know, kind of dig kind of deep and find out who you're dealing with. So one of my first questions I always ask a person is, um, if you could have uh, any superpower you can think of, anything that you can imagine, anything you read in a book, anything you read in a comic book, anything you can possibly conceive, what would that superpower be, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason why I ask that question is because, to me, based on what they say, you could kind of tell whether they're a giving person or whether they're a selfish person, right? Okay. And it's not 100% accurate, but you kind of get close in the ballpark. I'll give you a perfect example. If you ask that question about superpower and a woman says, I wish I could be invisible. Invisible? You can do anything in the world and you want to be invisible? Why? Do you want to walk up on people and listen to their conversations? Are you nosy? Invisible. Do you not want to be seen? Invisible. Are you being selfish? You sharing your own superpower that self-serves you? Hmm. That's one. Some women might say, oh, I want to fly. Okay. So flying. You know, so to me, again, hmm, that sounds like it's self-serving. But if you hear a woman say to you, I want the power to heal. You want the power to heal? What do you mean by that? I would love to have the power to heal you know, mankind, or I might, you know, somebody, you know, might have cancer. I want to be able to put my hand on somebody and take that cancer out of them. Or somebody might be crippled and can't walk. I want to touch them and maybe be able to walk. It may sound like Jesus Christ type mentality, but if you can have any power, why wouldn't you want the power to give back or to do something for others? So okay. that's one of my questions, right? Give and it's no wrong or right. It's no wrong or right. Another question would be, you know what, I was asked, who are your two best friends in the whole wide world that are not related to you? This is important. Because now you find out who are the closest people to her, right? So then you say something, like, and then you want to you really narrow it down to her top, top friend, you put them on a boat. All right, so it's you and your two friends, Jane and Mary on the boat, and Jane and Mary falls off the boat. Who do you save? you only can save one and why now she's going to choose you, you're going to choose force her to choose one of her friends that she's going to save the other one's going to drown and then she's going to say yeah i'm going to save jane and why are you saving jane and she might say me and jane known each other longer or jane has children or whatever and you and, and you and now you're probing she's thinking and she's asking herself like who's her best friend and who i mean she may i have two best friends i, I want to save them both no make her say make make her commit to one so you know all right this is her this is her road dog right here this is the one that she goes to for help for advice for support that's her person that's her that's her person and that's, that's, who, that's who you make your ally Yes, and that's where, who you kind of see if you can partner with, right? So tell, me, tell our audience about the question when it, when it, uh, when it references 
bringing someone back from the past. Oh, yes. This is important, question. too. It's two questions, that two similar ones. So first thing I asked you was, first thing I asked you, you know, if you can bring back anybody that you can think of, who would you bring back, right? The second one is, if you can bring back any family member, who would that be? So you, you, now you found out, you know, their losses, their personal losses. You think about how, how far they think about, you know, society, community, whatever, who would they bring back? So now you got them talking because these are not, you know, closed-ended questions. So that's, that's the, that to me, those kind of the questions. And then also the last question I ask is, I'm going to ask that question of, if you can go back in time and relive any time in your life and either change it or do it over again, what would it be and how old would you be? Why now you go... You know what's important? Because sometimes you find out, you know, if there's something in their life that they, they regret, you find out their regrets, or you find out some good times they had in their life, what made them happy. So mm -hmm. those, are, those are kind of two things you kind of find out, depending on how they answer. So, okay. but, but all in all, it gets them talking. I want, I want to take a, a step back, a step okay. back about, about um, the, the, the dig a little bit deeper in, in the probing um, part of it. How about, or tell me about insecurities and oh. how insecurities are very corrosive in, in, in relationships. Oh man, that's a great question. In insecurities are the poison to relationships. Why? Because if you have an insecure person in your relationship and you're an outgoing person like myself, like you are and what have you, that person will drive you crazy because they will always be like, hey, why is that person looking at you? First of all, women, men, if you were an attractive woman or you were an attractive man and you find that person attractive, other people are going to find them attractive. So relax, monkey down. It's okay if they look, as long as they don't touch. And as long as your partner knows his place and he's not being too feeding into it, you shouldn't care. You know, also too, insecurities as well, you know, fall on, you know, like when you dating a woman, you need to ask this question. Do you have a best friend, a childhood friend or a friend that you've known for at least 20 years? You know why that's important? Because if they have outside friends, then you know that you won't be their entire world because in a relationship, you should not, your mate should not be your entire world. I know people are going to, I know people are going to go crazy on this one. Oh, you know, my man is my, my world and he's my, and, and my, oh, my woman is, oh, my, dude, listen, I understand that, but your man needs to miss you sometimes. Your woman needs to miss you sometimes. You need to have outside activities. And if your girl or your dude don't have a best friend that he's known for at least 20 years, that's a red flag. I guarantee you, more than likely, man, they, they don't know how to make friends or they can't be friends. And if they can't make friends, they don't have outside friends, they can't be your friend. Because friendship is the foundation of all great relationships. You gotta have you have to have that friendship. You gotta have that friendship. You can't be with somebody that's gonna be insecure or because you're looking real cute or you dress real nice and you're going, you wanna go hang out with your boys. Listen, if she don't trust and you go back to the my five, she don't trust you, your relationship can go down here. If you don't trust her, relationship can go down here. You should be able to let your woman go out the house, dressed appropriately, with her girlfriends, and go have a good time, knowing 
that she's going to do the right thing. If she's not going to do the right thing, you're not sure that she's going to do the right thing, get out of the relationship. Run. Sometimes we got to let go of what's killing us, even if it's killing us to do so. Amen. Let's talk. I'm going to talk. I want to, I want to, I know you have a wealth of, of knowledge about relationships. So what I have gotten from you, so it's this guy, right? His name is Steve Harvey. I don't know if you've ever heard of Steve Harvey. Harvey. He's like this talk show uh, type guy, right? And I like Steve Harvey. And Steve Harvey talks about relationships a lot. But I get nothing from Steve Harvey because I've always had you. (laughs) Right? So for me, Steve Harvey means nothing. But I do know some of the gen- well, We wouldn't mind being on your show, Steve Harvey. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we still got love for you, Steve. We got love for you. I'm just saying I've always had a Steve Harvey from you, right? Mm-hmm. And I know some of the why you are who you are. And I think um, what I want to hear is a little bit really quickly, tell me about some of the beginnings in your, in your relationship quest. And tell me really, man, I want to really hear um, about your first heartbreak. Uh, All right. I'm not going to mention no names, but my heartbreak goes back. My my first heartbreak goes back to childhood, man. You know, I was young. I, it was a, it was a, it was a, a young lady, man, that, uh, uh, that used to come up every summer, man. And, and uh, had a little crush on her. I mean, all the guys had crushes on her. Real talk. And I'm one time, you know, I came upstairs. And, and back then, man, when I was young and, and, you know, didn't really care about how I looked and whatever, man. I was fat. I was sloppy. I, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't dress appropriately and whatever. And I came upstairs, man, one time because I thought that she liked me. I was, I was led to believe that she wanted to see me. I came upstairs and all my friends are there. You know, you was there too, Jazz. You don't probably don't remember this, but you were there too. And and I she, don't recall my friend. Yeah, I know, bro, but you was there. There was a lot of the bros up there, man. And she called me a baby elephant in front of everybody. And all my boys fell onto the ground rolling. And, and she was so fine and so attractive, so cute and all that, man. I couldn't even say nothing back. But yeah, you was there, man. You laughed, man. Y'all fell out, man. Y'all was... I did not laugh, my friend. Jazz, y'all laugh. It's okay, man. Yo, listen, I was, what, 12? You know, it was, you know, but real talk, you know, and that was probably my first time I've ever had my feelings really hurt. My heart really hurt, you know? And, um, and from then, I realized, man, that at that age, women didn't care that you were a poet writer or that you was a sensitive guy and that you were a respectful man. You know, they didn't care about that. They cared about how you looked on the outside. And I made it a point that I was going to make sure that that never happened to me again. You know, so that's when I started, you know, taking martial arts. I started running back and forth to the store, running back and forth to school and so on and so forth, just to change the way I look, just so I can show them that, you know, I'm more than what you see. I was called Kadissimo, you know, which, which I, my understanding was, oh, that means very fat in Spanish or whatever. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what I used to hear all the time. You know, girls used to tease me like that. But that was my real first little heartbreak, real talk. And subsequent, tell the audience what happened. Well, I think that's more important. 
Well, she didn't come back maybe two years or something like that. So at that time, I transformed myself. You know, again, I started taking martial arts, started playing football. You know, I started realizing, you know, once I lost my weight, you know, you know, I started, you know, being really friendly with the, 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 friendly with the females. And my friends started calling me Gary Love. You know, I was that guy that, you know, ha, you know, real respectful, still respectful, you know, the women, whatever. But I had, I was getting, I was having sex. I was, you know, with the ladies and whatever. And so when she came back, I wanted to get her. And the funny thing is, she did not remember me. She did not remember that two years earlier that she had called me this stink baby yelling. I dated her, man. And we was just like, oh my God, like love, love, this and the third. And she was even thinking about, you know, coming to New York. And I remember we were on a terrace and um, we were talking and she was talking about how much she loved me and so on and so forth. And I remember telling her, yo, remember that day that there was this big guy and he was on the terrace and da 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 and and um and you called him a baby elephant? She was like, huh? It was so insignificant to her, she didn't even remember. And I was like, yeah, you remember all the guys was up here and, and you know, and you, and you had him come up and, and I think you, he looked smaller on, a, on his bike in the baseball field, but when he came upstairs, he, you know, you realized that he was a big guy and, and you called him a baby elephant. She was like, yeah, whatever happened to him? I was like, you don't remember? She was like, oh, he probably ate himself to death. I remember him being real fat and sloppy and then she laughed and whatever. And I said, you know, let me ask you a question. What if he was like me, like a real sensitive guy who wrote poetry, who was very respectful to women, you know, raised by his mother, taught to be a gentleman, whatever. What if he was like me in the inside? Oh, God, why you keep talking about him? He's nobody and this and the third. And I remember I looked in her face and I said, you don't remember, do you? I said, look at me. Do you remember? And she's looking and like, oh, you scaring me? Why are you talking like that? I said, look at me. I was that baby elephant. I can't stand you. I said, every time you touch me, you made my skin crawl. I hate you. You know, and I'm a kid. And all I want to do is get back. Do I regret it now? Yeah, of course. But back then, I was like, I felt like I needed to get some retribution. I needed to pay her back. I wanted to pay back everybody who hurt me or, or disrespected me because I didn't look the way I supposed that look. You know, so yeah, so that that was pretty much the story. That's the that's the short version of it. That's so, short you know, yeah. So 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 as as you guys can see, you know, I think we might we might do a, a part three on on our oh, no. our discussion just with, with with Gary. We had on G. We had to kind of go through some things because you know we under a time constraint, but. This is going to kind of bring this podcast to an end. You want to close it out, G? You close out better than me, man. Well, listen. Well, thank you all for joining, G, talking all that jazz. We're glad you all tuning in. Please share our podcast with your friends and family. Please join our Facebook page called G, talking all that jazz. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Tunes. Right, Jazz? iTunes, yes. iTunes as well. So this is G. And this is Jazz. And we're G talking all that jazz. We're out.